Welcome to Word to the Mother, a retrospective on 90s R&B and hip-hop. Here's your host, your girl, Charlie. Welcome to Word to the Mother, a retrospective podcast on 90s R&B and hip-hop. This is the very first episode. Yay! Yay! Give it up, give it up. This has been a long time coming, and I just want to speak for a few minutes on why we are here specifically. Girl, why this podcast? So about a year ago, I got heavily into podcasts. I was working a very, well, I still am working a very sedentary and isolating job, mostly remote these days. And I found that podcasts kept me sane all day during my 40 minute commutes in and days when I'm working remote, mainly by myself. So just hearing conversation and talking made me feel more at ease and, you know, a little bit less isolated during my day. Um, I'm the type of person that I like a little bit of sound and noise as I work. And I listened to so much that I began to think that maybe I could do this too. My friends and I often have lively, fun conversations. And I thought, well, maybe I could do a podcast. And I mulled over this idea for months and months trying to decide if I should dive in or not. But I didn't have a specific concept. Fast forward to about last summer, and that was the summer of 2017. Um, I was driving in my car, jamming my butt off to a bunch of 90s R&B music, singing, dancing, getting my life, when it finally hit me. This could make a good podcast. A podcast about all my favorite 90s music and artists and all the memories and nostalgia that goes along with it. I did some research and I didn't really see anybody else doing this. That Most of the podcasts I listened to um, were based on either uh, retro movies or... TV shows or, or even just like social commentary, but nothing that really honed in on like 90s music. So I thought about it for a while and finally decided to take the plunge and just do it. So here we are, right? Yay. Yeah. Thanks to encouragement of other podcasters and my friends. Um, finally doing it. And we're here for the very first episode featuring Belle Biv DeVoe. Uh, my guest today, my very first guest. Hey. My guest is a good friend of mine. We go back about nine years. Sure. Yeah. We travel to Rome, Venice, Florence, Virginia Beach, then Dublin, London, and Vegas together. And we've been team members on District Karaoke's Karaoke League on the team Tone Def Jam, in which we did a banging ass performance of BBD song yeah. Poison. We Ladies, ass. yes, we did the thing, didn't we? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my friend and educator, Miss Linnea. Hi. What's up? Um, thanks for having me on your podcast. Thank you for showing up and letting me come over to record. <laughs> um, yeah, so I wanted to have you on the podcast, namely because you're very outspoken and opinionated and funny as hell. But you also happen to be a Belle Biv DeVoe and a New Edition fan. So I'm looking to you to be my expert. And I'm hoping that you can bring your expertise. I'll do my best. As I well as your humor. I uh, am a New Edition super fan. Yeah. So I'm hoping that. Um, so, yeah, I'm just happy to have you in here. Um, yeah. She is, you're probably my friend that knows the most about them. So. Yeah, I'm your friend who had the least life in the 90s. 
I had my friends were the Jukebox mm-hmm. Network, MTV, yeah, and um, Black Beat Magazine. Oh yeah, and <laughs> all right on all that. That's that was my social life. Girl, I feel like I could do a thing just on the Jukebox Network, Jukebox Network, because they weren't even in like every state. But I lived and breathed the Jukebox Network, and then they called the Box. Yeah. I was and tell- then they had some random ass videos on yes. there that nobody, that nobody even, has. Like, right. I'm gonna have to think about yeah. that. We could do. Yeah, a, we can do a whole that thing. That could be a whole other episode okay. about Jukebox. Tabling that yes. discussion. <laughs> no, I'm gonna make to note keep of it. focus because I was about to go left, but we need to go right. But you know what? That's okay. Do what all you gotta right. do. <laughs> we got editing. That's post production. It's all good. All right. So let's start. Okay. Let's begin. Following the massive success of the music group New Edition, producers Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis approached members Ricky Bell, Michael Bivens, and Ronnie DeVoe about forming a new musical group, which was originally named Bell Bivens DeVoe. Did you know that? No. See, in the way that they portrayed it in the movie, Mm -hmm. it was Michael Bivens' idea. Uh, Who knows? Yeah, who knows what the real deal is. Now, did did they have... um, were they a part of the production, like were the executive producers in it? What the the movie the members? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They so, were all executive producers. Then I on think sometimes the movie. they might change things because um, for time or to get the story moving along. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Michael Bivens suggested removing the end of his last name and Bell Biv DeVoe or BBD was formed. Poison, their debut album, was released in 1990 with the help from Public Enemies producers and is credited as ushering in the new Jack Swing sound, which mixed funk, soul, pop, and hip-hop, and which grew in popularity in the 1990s. Gotta love it. Poison, the title track, along with Do Me, the second single, both went to number three on Billboard's Hot 100, followed by the singles When Will I See Your Smile Again, She's Dope, and BBD, I Thought It Was Me. And the album Poison quickly went to number one on Billboard's R&B hip hop charts and sold over four million copies. Linnea, are you ready to go back to the early '90s and reminisce about Belvin Devoe? I really didn't leave the early '90s. Okay, good. So <laughs> that's basically where I stay. You know what? It's funny you say that because the more and more I listen to stuff, the more I'm like, am I still? Maybe I didn't leave either. Because when I hear it, I feel so in tune to it. And well, that's never reason for the podcast. And now with the advent of Spotify in my car and we'll whatnot, I don't have leave. to leave. We I do have not to have to leave. Why so, do we have to be here in 2017? No, and, and what is there to be here for? <laughs> a whole lot of nothing. So okay. <laughs> I might as well go on back to where music had lyrics. So we talk, I'm talking to the right person. All right, Poison. Yes. Put po- po- Poison, Poison. What do you remember when that hit? Well, I mainly remember that because I was a New Edition super fan, mm-hmm. that it was so different than new edition it was new edition was definitely um r&b yeah and but they had it was dance Mm r&b but like it was polished it was not like let me take okay i gotta take it all the way back to school days if you go if you think back at school days i just this was a really um, stark contrast because school days the movie oh the movie the movie where there was um, the sorority girls were like I don't want any of that 
um, hip hoppity, bippity, bobbity <laughs> stuff in our sorority party. Mm-hmm. We want something smooth. And, you know, that, and it was very much uh, like a culture divide between R&B that you could slow dance to mm-hmm. at the party or even, you know, dance, but a little bit less hard. Yeah. I think not I sweat out it. your perm dancing. Yeah. And then on the other side of the corner was hip hop and you were going to sweat out your perm. And it was much harder. It was harder. It was in your face. It was, it was aggressive. booty grabbing. Yep. And, and not an essential kind of, let me lay you down by the fire kind of booty grab. It was like. You know what you're right now. Doing the butt. It, that yeah, kind of thing. Now that you mention it, I do remember when rap started becoming popular in the late 80s. Yeah. I was not immediately into it. It was, you know, it was LL and it was like. Some other and I liked LL, but it was like it was real masculine it and was, real kind of hard. Yeah. And I remember I was not into it. It took me a while to, you know, I think it was Salt and Pepper that really got me into it. But you're right, it it was it was completely different from R and B. They were like two different genres. And I grew up in R and B, and I was kind of like mm, about rap. I had to like ease into it. But it was Salt and Pepper and JJ Fad, and maybe like, oh okay, that's like girl rap, you know. So I know what you I know what yeah. you mean. It was not a molding. Yeah, it. exactly. It was, it was two separate things. Yeah. And then so. New Edition was still like relevant, but it was definitely R and B. And even from their clothes, mm-hmm. they would be in suits and matchy matchy and looking very, I guess, like that, showbiz it had looking. That very sort of five part harmony, like we think of like the Temptations. Exactly, it was and... very much polished. Yes, I know what you mean. And then. It was kind of like aspirational, whereas BBD came out and they were wearing clothes. They were wearing streetwear that was definitely different than the whole new edition style. So they were doing streetwear. They were and it wasn't it was like even grittier streetwear Mm because they had the graffiti on their clothes Mm -hmm. and it was this oversized. And And look what they were singing about. Yeah. Their very first album was about big butts, and New Edition definitely wasn't doing that. No, it was more about life and Love. romance, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was definitely. And they were they were moving out of the bubble gum into the more I don't know more mature R&B. <laughs> more mature. R&B love, but not not like Teddy Pendergrass mature. <laughs> it was like New Edition came from middle P. school, high school, and then they kind of went to college. Yeah, but, but like yeah. in 1988, they were like New Edition in college. Mm-hmm. You know, they might uh, be worrying about like they were going from boys to men in right. their 1988 song they mm-hmm. were exactly talking about what they were doing and then in the vbd it felt like they had busted out of like college mode like they went from parents house and modeling and being um the kind of good guys mm-hmm. to like well we gonna have fun it's time it was to party. More party it was, it was a more party absolutely feel. a party i mean when that song came out it was straight up party what i remember about it is well i'll let you finish your thought eh, thoughts finished okay Get in there 
I remember I was in like middle school, probably like sixth or seventh grade. And yeah, we were in the same grade, girl. The album must have dropped. <laughs> the, the video must have dropped somewhere over the weekend because I remember I came into school, maybe Monday or Tuesday. Everybody was talking about Poison and singing Poison. And I hadn't seen it yet. I remember being like, what the hell? Like, Yo, Poison, Poison, poop, poop. I mean, the boys were pumped. The girls was like, girl, up. And I was like, damn, I guess I missed the song. I need to find out what this. So I was like, oh, shoot, I must, I need to go home and check this out. And I think I went home and I think I immediately turned on the box. And there it was because it came on nonstop. And I immediately was like, whoa, I see what the, the, every, the fuss is about. This is hot. The beat, and I'm like always about beats. I'm always about like real big dance beats. So this beat was just, I mean, that, no, there was no beat like that. I mean, you think about nah. it. Even now you hear it, everybody knows what it is. But it's very distinctive. It was just like a monster hit immediately. And I think for me, like, it was the first time I heard God, like, I can't remember when Two Life Crew came out because they were like, that was about that same time. Of ass. Well, it depends on, like, <laughs> What you what you are allowed to see and how well, late you were allowed to stay up. Well, that was no issue. So I know I had access to cable. I can't remember which. I, I feel heard like first. me so, so I, horny. I feel like that came out in ninety. I think it all came out the same time. It probably did. I, maybe I heard this first. I don't know. It, it maybe it didn't have the same impression on me. But I remember, you know, the fact they were talking about girls having big butts. Like I'm twelve years old. I didn't know that butts were a thing. I did not know that big butts were a thing. And I remember being like, oh, shoot, you know, that boys are into that. And then all of a sudden I had to look at my own butt. I'm like, do I have a big butt? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like 12 years old. And this is my first recognition that, oh, guys really appreciate this part of a girl's body. This is a hot thing. This is a sexy thing. I'm looking at these videos and the, the, the girls with the dresses and all that. And, of course, I want to look like them with their little slinky dresses on and little bubble butts. And I'm just like, oh, this is like a whole thing I didn't know about. But. It was like, it was fun. It was funny. I remember one point Ricky Bell like reaching up trying to grab some girls, but, and then at the end, like it was kind of comical. It was just like, it was just so funny to me, but it was just like this huge thing where it was the first time I'm seeing a song with, with established artists and it's singing something sexy, but they're making it like really fun and it's not very chauvinistic or. Well, it's not like it wasn't, it, it wasn't like, it was fun and mm -hmm. sexy yeah. without feeling like you're. Like the women were time. in on it. I feel like the women were in on it and it like, yeah, I didn't feel like it was we were preyed upon. It was oh. more like we were appreciated. Like yeah. like you know, not a, like Yeah. I think appreciated. Admired or whatever yeah. or just hey. I think that's I enjoy I enjoy now, at that point, sex. I didn't know if I was a big butt girl. I know I wanted to be after that daggone video. Well, <laughs> can't trust a big butt. I wanted to be poison. Well, that the way like my, my jeans were set up, I <laughs> was a big butt girl. I am a big butt girl. I come from a long line of big butt girls. That was appreciation. So it was finally like, oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it was I have big a big butt, butt and a great smile. Thank you very much. I think it was big butt love and appreciation. I feel like they kind of brought that on the forefront because I feel like before them, I didn't hear anybody specifically singing songs about big booty girls and how much they love it. I feel like no, they did that. because I don't think there were music at that time. I don't think they were talking about specific body parts, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> really? Like... I think they were just in generally like talking about um, beautiful and lovely and like isn't she lovely and you're you know it <laughs> wasn't like 
specific body parts. Yeah. I don't recall anybody. No, I mean. Like, even in, it was like, you got a, uh, even like in the rap songs, it was like, oh, she got a banging body. You I mean, know, she got a lot of body. I'm sure that was after that. Remember what? Big old butt? But that was probably years later. Oh, right? no, no, no. Oh, Lisa got a big old butt. That, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was me, too. And doing the butt. So, you know why? Because I was the big butt girl. Yeah. <laughs> so, I knew all the big butt songs. Well, when they it came out around 89. When did the butt come out? Was the, that about 89? Yeah. No, that was probably 87, I think. Um. Oh, school days school came days. out in 87. That's right. And that was my, like, I remember That's doing right. the butt because. I did too. I was at a, I went to a Catholic school, but um, it was mainly black kids. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what DJ they had, but he had the butt and we were doing it. And all our white teachers were like, oh my God. <laughs> I forgot. You know what you're right. The butt did come out. Uh huh. Because I remember we we, we, play, we were playing at the dancerthon. We were the like, oh, they gonna play it. Then we gonna do it. That is right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And that was a dance. But I feel like BBD just put like appreciation yes. to it. That made me feel like, oh, this is something that men want. Also, you can't discount the fact that the butt by EU yeah. was basically a one hit wonder. Yeah. Um, big old butt. By um, LL Cool J. I feel like it was came later. basically kind of like a B side. No, I think that came out in '89. Really? Um, because I think it was on Bigger and Deffer or some. It was. It wasn't on Mama Said Knock You Out, which came out in '90. Hmm, have to look but it up. But it was around that time. But it was still not the a uh, uh, major LL Cool J. Yeah, song. right. It wasn't as it big was, of a hit. That yeah. was Jukebox Network. It was definitely a Friday night. I remember I see it on Friday night videos or oh, yeah. just on definitely a jukebox video or if I was watching BET at the time. Yeah. But Poison was a absolute was a bona fide monster hit that went white people famous. <laughs> so it wasn't just black folks. They crossed over. Absolutely. Yeah, that was a huge hit. Yeah, and you know, I just feel like now Big Butts is such a big, big thing. I look back and like, it started so long. Like, what? Well, clearly other groups are now just catching on to the Big Butts. Child. But I listen to this and like, this this been going on. This this a long, yeah. long time. Especially in our culture and in our music. Like, I mean, they called that a long, long time ago. But I forgot about EU and then I forgot about LL just when well, you said that. See, that's why you get you get Lene, the big booty expert, yep. for your podcast. <laughs> to give you the history yeah, of that's the big booty in your popular culture. And then after that came two live crews, and I remember, yes. and I was like, oh, this is a major thing. Yeah. You gotta be shaking that butt. And that's where all the twerking came from, but that's a whole other podcast, too. Yeah, and then, of course, the the ultimate big booty song, Baby Got Back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Later in, I want yeah, to say, and that, that was, was like 91. That was like 91, 92, something like that. Wow. With a giant butt. And, and the big peaches, yeah. Middle in the middle, but <laughs> big yeah, peaches? It was like a big peach. It no, was like a, a big, big ass. ass. It looked like a peach. It was a brown ass. <laughs> I was, thought it was a peach. No, no. What it was like peaches and cherries and whatever. All right, I'm, yeah. So we had, whole, we had a whole big booty love. Yes. I, you know what? Belvedere DeVoe made me pay attention to it. Yes. The butt 
I felt like was more of a dance. But yeah, exactly. I, I the butt was out. a dance. Yeah. But Belle Biv DeVoe made me go, oh. I mean, because I it was so huge. Yes. And every girl wanted to be poison. I, I feel like they kind of opened my eyes with that and the appreciation. So that's good. And another thing about that was the video. The video. The video. Not only, and it's an interesting juxtaposition of fashion at that time mm -hmm. because it was actually fashionable. You had two different lines of femininity. Mm -hmm. A lot of girls were in boys' clothes. Yes. Big, baggy, baggy boys' jeans. clothes. Baggy and then you had the other girls in the slinky dresses. Mm -hmm. So, and either one was cool. Yeah, you could be either you one. You could be either one. You can be both. You can be one on Friday and one on Saturday. Yeah, and I think I did want to be both. You know, I always wanted to be the girls in the slinky dresses with the little bubble butt and the long legs and the heels. But then the girls who were dancing yes, with the exactly. baggy jeans. I think some girls had like shaved sides. I just remember the dancing. Who I was dancing real, real hard. Yes, I always watched them. I always loved them. But you're right. And so working on the, the TLC episode... And actually doing the, 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 the background on them, their management was inspired by Belle Bib DeVoe to create a female version. And that's mm -hmm. how TL, that was part of the inspiration for TLC. And cool. it makes so much sense, you know, with the baggy clothes mm -hmm. and, and all of that. But, but yeah, that video, <laughs> I used to love that video. But then in general, when you look back on women's fashion in mm -hmm. general in the 80s and the 90s, women were really covered up. Like, when we had a sexy outfit on in the 90s, if you go back and look at sexy outfits mm -hmm. that women singers wore, they were in long dresses. They were in, like, it would show their shape. Yeah. They were in, like, can you think back to what Sade would wear? And she would be in long, in long, long dresses. And her shoulders would be showing. Yeah. But like it, it would just very subtle. hug the curves of her body. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't like anything was, you really didn't see a lot of skin. No, I remember the heels were not very long. Like the I, when I was watching the Poison video, like they had kitten heels. They yeah. were like one to two inches. They're not even like three inches. I'm like, wow, things have really yeah, changed. I, I blame drag queens. I really do. Is that what happened? Drag Even queens, the girls who dress slinky, I, I like they have them like these jackets and things. They're still like a little bit covered of up. Of course. You had to have your eight ball jacket. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, you got your um your short black dress and then you got your eight ball jacket on. Your sculpture ponytail with the high French. Yeah, you gotta have your, your finger waves. Oh the nineties. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh my god, I like a whole moment with the hairstyles and all But yeah, I watch and I'm like, mm, this was what was hot. Like, look, these heels are so short. And, and then some of the girls just kind of standing around looking like kind of bored and stuff. Not the girls that was dancing. They no. were rocking that shit. No, the girls that were dancing the were earning that check. Yes, they was. <laughs> <laughs> the girls who were supposed to be sexy, they were kind of standing around looking kind of bored. It's like, I didn't notice this before, but they look a little uncomfortable. Whatever, but oh my gosh, you're so funny. And watching like all the green screen uh special effects and whatnot oh my goodness but yeah you're right it was like two different types of girls and we saw that throughout the 90s because the tlc did it too with the baggy jeans escape did it too the bag yeah and escape was intentional as well mm-hmm yep jermaine dupree put them yeah. together like that but then everybody eventually went sexy they would start out baggy i'm telling you sexy. i'm telling you i blame drag queens 
You think they, they messed that? it up for everybody? Oh. <laughs> Every time I see poor Beyonce's dancers and Beyonce dancing those high heels, I remember this was not the case in the 90s and the 80s. Yeah, you're right. We were dancing in sensible shoes. Janet and Madonna, I remember they always yeah. wore thick. Janet heels. and Madonna were not dancing yeah, in some spike. They did have sensible six shoes. Six inch on. heels. You're right. I do believe Beyonce messed that up. No, 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 no. RuPaul messed it up. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> Because it's always, we got to catch up. Oh, well, shoot. We can't let this drag queen out queen us. That's right. Damn it. Now we got to catch up. That's right. And catch some bunions behind it. Uh -uh. Trying to <laughs> be fabulous. She was fabulous, though. She was. <laughs> All right. So the Poison album. Favorite songs of the album. I will start. I feel like, well, first of all, this album... I had this, I got this album when I was like shortly after it came out. It was this one in an in Vogue's album, um, Funky Divas, not Funky Born Divas. Born to Sing. Born to Sing. Child. And me and my cousin listened to these albums every single day for like a whole summer straight until we knew line for line for every single album. But um, I remember I was the type of person I wouldn't buy a tape until I typically heard like three singles that I really liked. I don't think. I had a pro I think this one had two singles and I went out and got it. I think maybe my mother got it. But I was really funny about albums and it would always disappoint me when I got an album and I found that the songs they released were like the best they had. Yeah, and everything and the else rest was, was filler. Ugh, I did not feel that way about this poison album. I thought the whole album was really good. I think there was maybe one song that I didn't listen to set that much and I can't even remember what it was. Every other song on there I really liked the hit. And see I'm like I said, I'm a beats person. That's the other thing. When I get albums, I don't like when it's a whole bunch of ballads. If there's like more than like three or four or five ballads, that to me is kind of because mm. I like dance music. This yeah. album I think had two ballads. When I see you smile again and I need you and everything else was a fast hip hop mm -hmm. song. Oh, they don't make it like this anymore. They don't make it like that anymore. <laughs> I get an album like I don't want to say Rihanna's last album. It was so much slow, mellow stuff on that. That work, work, work was like the best thing on that daggone album. Yeah. I think Rihanna, I want all this party shit. Yeah. At least give that. me, at least give me the work, 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 like the, um, that dance hall vibe. Yeah. At least let me wind my waist. I'm I mean, not. Can you give me four more versions of that? That was like the hottest song on the album. It was a lot of real mellow, melancholy, depressing yeah, that, shit. Yeah, I want you to stay nonsense. No, honey, no. Uh, we, it was, you it was are too mellow. Yeah, I, you're I for just, winding the waist. No, stay yeah, in your I lane. Mean, and that's just me. I just like upbeat music. Upbeat music makes me feel really good. But the Poison album, it was it was really really good. Um, besides Poison, I really liked um, Dope. The girl is dope. Wow, yeah. I haven't heard. And I'm looking at this track that listing. Girl dope. <laughs> and the other one was, um, um, I thought it was me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. BBD, I thought it was me. She was sticking close to you, then the brother wanted me to my sandwich. I just thought they were so fun. And, like, what you said about how there used to be a big difference between R&B and hip-hop, like, the mix was so perfect. Because I was not really heavy into hip-hop. I don't think when this came out I owned any rap albums because that just wasn't me. But they made rap so it was like, it wasn't hard. It wasn't like, it was just fun. It was that it was rap song. It was the first rap song co combination. Yes. Because it was songs, it was R&B songs with, R raps, with rap with rap breaks in, right. interspersed. Right, and I felt like that was perfect for me as a non-rap person because I like to sing the hooks. I like this, I love all the R&B singing stuff. So you had that and then you had little snippets of like, you know, Bivens rapping, and it was just the kind of rap I could do. It wasn't no like hardcore, 
you know, boogie down production stuff that my little butt couldn't oh, digest. Oh, man, I love boogie down production. I like them, but that's not stuff I could, like, rap and learn. That's the kind of, I could sing the hook on that, but I ain't going to learn no damn lyrics and none of that stuff. Like, that to me was like the hardcore rap. Oh, wow. <laughs> Who knew I was in the hardcore rap? I guess so. Well, to me, it was. Well, yeah. I had to transition. As yeah. I got older, I liked that stuff more and more. But yeah. at, like, that age, I was still really unsure of rap. So this was, like, a good little transition into it. When you got your little thing. It was your rap training wheels yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i like i like ll i don't know they just kind of they just yeah i hear you it was a nice transition because you had to sing and you had the hook and you had a little bit of rap you know it was almost like like rap light or something like yeah. that yeah well like i said training wheels for me so <laughs> so yeah what did i say dope i thought it was me um i gotta say word to the mother <laughs> and that's one i don't remember that is not one so that was not that was never released I mm-hmm. happened to be um, at work the other day, and I had listened to the album because I knew this was going to be the first al- episode. So I was listening to the album, and this song got stuck in my head, and I'm in there shelving books, and I was singing, Word to the Mother. And I said, that's it. That's the title of my podcast. That's it. That was it. I got stuck in my head. I was trying to think of other titles a long time. I went, um, that's it. That's like a perfect 90s phrase. Yeah, it was. Oh, so really quickly about that. So I went down and wrote it down. And when I wrote it down, I was singing word to your mother. Mm -hmm. That's how I was singing it, which is not right. I wrote it down. I told my husband, I was like, this is the title. And then I decided to look up the origin of it just so I had my shit together. So I Googled word to your mother. Uh-huh. And what I found was, it said, I think Urban Dictionary said that that's a phrase that was made popular by Vanilla Ice. Oh, yeah. And I went, no, oh, no, no, it wasn't. That's no, it wasn't. not right. That's no. not right. So what, was, what happened was I was wrong. It's not called word to your mother. The track is called word to the, the mother. mother. So then I Googled that. Is it about that. the motherland? You're right. Yeah. So then I Googled that, and that turned out that was some slang that that came about in the late 80s, and it was about word to the motherland. Uh-huh. And I said to Brian, I said, I got to change it. I had the wrong thing. I can't go with word to your mother Hell by Vanilla no, you Ice. you can't. You better take it to the and motherland. I had written it down, but then I was like, oh, damn. That I didn't. First of all, I didn't know I was saying it wrong, but then when I saw Vanilla Ice make that possible, yeah. and then how awesome is it that he got it wrong. Who? Like, he, Vanilla Ice, he probably oh, well, meant yeah. the right word to the mother. But I'm glad he went with word to your mother. He got it wrong, and that actually became popular, but he was the one that popularized it. As soon as I saw Vanilla Ice was tied to it, as soon as I, allegedly, as soon as I saw he was tied to it, I was like, oh, that's not what No, I that's not mind. what the podcast is going to be on. So then I realized I had the wrong phrasing. Then when I saw the connection to the mother, I was like, Oh, that's right. I said, I got to change it. I got to change it. So then I had to figure out the spelling of it. But anyway, that was a quick history on how I got the name. I, I got the it. title from a Bell Bird Rose song. I still Yay. think it's perfect. Well, I would like to just say this about the track listing. Mm-hmm. And to go back to your point about filler. Mm-hmm. Ten tracks. Ten. That's a perfect it's number. It's a perfect number. It's perfect. Instead when of doing 15 to 18 with a bunch of filler stuff. Word to, to the, the mother. mother. Right? Can I just say, <laughs> I am so tired of these people 
I don't know why you need to have 18 tracks when only four of them are worth a damn. And some of them interludes. Oh, can you They're stop? Like Let's stop the interludes. Can we stop it? Or you talking with your boys or whatever. Or voicemails. And yes. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Like, Goodbye. No. And I mean, some interludes are good. Because I started thinking about Mary J. Blige has some some interesting ones. But I The 411. Those were the voicemails. I did like those. But that, that was at least a theme. And I, I feel like that was the first time I heard that. That wasn't 20 years later. But, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, I feel like a lot of these filler songs, some of them just... I don't know. It's like, who greenlit this foolishness? I really like, did the artist really like this song and ask for it to be on there? Or did somebody say, no, we got to put that on there? I'm like, or, did they really like this? Or was that what the artist could contribute? Like, you were able to write this little bit? Yeah. But I had to pay uh, the writers to do the real actual songs. Yeah. But this is like, me. And it's like, you know, it's never going to be released because it's not that strong. So I don't who know. knows, man? Who knows? And maybe it'll start going away as people don't really buy full albums anymore. Yes. Yeah, I mean, me. I don't really buy nothing <laughs> no more. I stream everything. But yeah, I do stream. But I did ask for an iTunes gift card for my birthday and I just found it. Yeah. For you. I cleaned what you up. you buy with that girl? I'm going to buy something. Probably from the 90s. <laughs> there because you go. the last thing I bought on iTunes was the whole uh, big new edition. Um, you mean you don't have all the new edition? How about well, you? No, 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 no. Digitally. I have tapes. You so I need it. Digitally. Of course, they on Spotify, so. Well, yeah, but yeah. That's the, I got the whole, but no, it was the whole, I got the big retrospective. I got the whole collection. Okay. I got the entire collection of new edition, Belba DeVoe. Bobby, um, Ralph, and Johnny. How about so you got Johnny too? Yes. You better beware. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, yes. Everybody, everybody, everybody. Ooh, we my, could do a podcast. We can do a podcast on Johnny Gill. <laughs> you know, I would love to do the entire new edition diaspora. Um, I had to reconsider <laughs> because. So you feel Johnny? I feel. Boy can sing. <laughs> so were you one of those women was panty dropping when you had no, that? No, 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 no. Put on that red my, dress. My panties weren't necessarily <laughs> dropping, but I was fully entertained. Okay. And I mean, I like John. And for sure, if I'm going to be with somebody, yeah. I mean, I don't. Ralph was always mine. You know, okay. my crush. But Johnny's absolutely voice was going to set the mood. He definitely Let's had set that the church. mood right. That's one of he his songs. So that segues to the next question, which was, who was your favorite member and why? Uh, BBD. Well, you're BBD, but you know what? Since you love New Edition, girl, go for it. <laughs> go for well, it. my favorite member of New Edition was Ralph. It was Ralph. Because he is so cute. Um, but BBD is funny because they just were so, like, one to me yeah they were so what so i you didn't, didn't really separate i mean i can't like i know that they are individual men yeah. but bbd was such a and like a, a all unit. three of them yeah that i didn't really didn't really have one have That's a favorite so because i guess i was so into um ralph um and then everybody else was just cool yeah, I think of New Edition, I never had a crush on any of them, but I think I always noticed Ronnie the most. He's like the cutest face to me. But of BBD, my favorite was definitely Ricky, mainly because Ricky sang everything. Yeah. Ricky sang all the hooks, and I'm always drawn to the person that sangs all the time, mm -hmm. and I like the way he sang. So he was, he's, he he's definitely still, could. 
And boy. claps to Ricky because Ricky <laughs> was finally given his chance to shine with BBD. Yeah. Because he was so overshadowed you know, I never by thought Ralph, about that. Bobby, and Johnny I in New Edition that. that he just... You're right. Did he ever do solos in New Edition? Or I don't really? recall any don't major either. solos by Ricky. it was Ralph. It was Johnny. And if they were solos, they must have been on tracks. Like, um, you know, album tracks. tracks. <laughs> and not... I like, don't remember either. He didn't have a full-on, like, hook or anything that really I bothers, know of. It really bothers me when they do that in groups, but I don't know. But hey, man, he... I mean, you know, Everybody's you guys got go. their thing. Yeah. But no, but it's not like he didn't have... He had like line solos. Yeah, kind of like but, Kelly with Destiny's Child. That always irked me. Like, oh, she get a little line. That's nice. But Kelly, or like a couple lines. It, it wasn't like Mr. Telephone Man is Bobby's song. Like, I don't think that Ricky had a song. No, I don't recall. But you're right. With Bobby Durrell, he really stepped forward. I wouldn't even thought he could perform. Like, I mean, I love his voice. He's, his parts were always my favorite part of all of those songs. And I always had to sing those parts. So that's a good point. And I mean, it kind of it kind of goes back to what annoys me about groups when you have a group and you have one person sing lead all the time. I'm like, one, what's the point of the rest of the people there, too? It's always that extra talent you're not using. Yeah, well, luckily, luckily they, they had. They it was they they did have actual harmonies yeah. with actually singing. Like, right. They weren't like. They just, didn't just the like, dancers. They didn't just like Duke Ralph as the background singer too. So it sounds like he the only one singing. I'm looking at Beyonce and Destiny Child. Yeah, for real. Have done all the damn vocals because you couldn't hear anybody else. For anyway. real. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I mean they did have the five part harmony. So, but yeah. And they, they actually sang and they actually danced and they actually just they had flavor. Yeah, for real. It was interesting that. Um, <clears throat> In the movie, it was really like the three of them looking like, oh, shoot, we better do something because um, Belle Biv and DeVoe, because okay. like, there was a power struggle between Ralph wanting to go solo and Johnny mm -hmm, was he did. Um, like yeah, spring he did. upon them. And that's where BBD came from, allegedly in the movie, mm. which I love. I need to find a book. They got a book. They have like a biography or something. Girl, I don't know. I'm gonna have to I look that up. I watched the movie. I know, and I, I I didn't catch all of the movie, and we'll get into you that. You can. I, I know. I was hoping to, but it didn't really happen. But I'm like, I wait can't, a minute. I, I thought about we that. can't buy the movie yet. I don't know. Wow, they need to get on that. I if mean, we they can't, might. If we can't buy the damn movie yet, well, then what, what are we? What What, what are, are they doing? doing? What Come is on. life right now? First of all, <laughs> everybody and their brother they, and sister they should, I remember and ch children they were watching that mini series. And we still waiting on Dag on tour dates. I oh. do not appreciate this wait for the tour dates. But Belle DeVoe did do some shows. Yes, Belle De DeVoe did. Well, wait a minute. Not wasn't there a new, new edition, edition show last summer that you didn't make? Yeah, they had one that show. Was one. Oh. Um, it wasn't. Is it Bobby? Is he and it was before. No, no, no. It was one show, and it was before the movie came out. Is the Bobby's a problem? Who knows? He, he I don't know. Anymore? I don't know. They trying to do the whole. They what cast. they should have done is had the the tour 
or some sort of music come out immediately after that movie. Exactly. Because that was something. Hot. Now who's thinking about it? Exactly. Besides us right here on the Well, no, 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 no. Here's the thing, because of, of course, you know, the super fans. We on Facebook. Like a year later. We on Facebook. We on Instagram. Every time they post something, they and they're like, oh, well, coming soon, blah, blah, blah. They miss it. And then they the put thing. something out, and we like, where the damn tour dates? Yeah, they're missing it. Because right now, that escape show is just went off. Yeah. And the finale was just next week. And then their tour, I was like, that's, that's how that's you do how it. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Because people watch that, but they, oh, yeah, bam, tour. <laughs> you know what? It is. New York, New Edition went to. I think they went to grandiose because they're trying to get the whole family tour. I can't remember what it's What's called. What's the whole family? The all cast of the movie. So they're getting the young actors, oh, no, the older actors, no. and all a new edition. I mean, when it was hard enough just to pull a six damn members of new edition together to I get mean, some shows. I don't need them. They the, the little kids. The kids and the adult actors, which were good. They were great. But you know how that's a scheduling nightmare. Yeah, plus one of them kids is on Stranger Things. He ain't got time for that. Who has time for that? No, they need really their new edition alone. They don't need nobody else to for be. For real, here. I don't need to see. I'm not here for. I mean, bless no. them. They're great. I don't need them. We can run some footage in the background. The they should have had that out while they doing some their wardrobe change and getting some water. We can enjoy some clips from the movie. Yeah, we don't need to try them all out. Yeah, but you know what? I bless them, bless them for having that think big uh, <laughs> spirit to them. But there's a time where you think big and you done thought yourself out of some money because you're taking too damn long. Yeah, I don't know what happened there, but you're right. I would expect the tour to be announced at the end of the movie. You know how they do them commercials? Absolutely, the greatest hits or whatever they were gonna release, uh -huh. and then a week later here come the tour or something like that. Absolutely, that's how, that's how you do. Or help. Just like um, when Beyonce performed at the Super Bowl, and next boom. thing you know, Was boom, lemonade. tour dates. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. That's yep. the lemonade tour. There you go. They need to get on their people. And I, and I love them so dearly. All right, second album. Oh, the Hootie Mac. Yes, because this will happen. <laughs> we we spent so much time that we'll forget this. Something else is a little bit loud. Yeah. All right, so check this out. In 1993, Belle Biv DeVoe went on to release their follow-up album, Hootie Mac, mm -hmm. including the single Something in Your Eyes. But while it did reach gold success, it did not perform overall as well as Poison and failed to produce any top number one singles. Do you remember Hootie Mac? I remember something in your eyes. I, I remember, remember Hootie Mac. I remember it coming out. I remember promoting it. I remember thinking, what the fuck is Hootie Mac? Yeah. <laughs> when I think and of it now, I'm, I said the same thing. The hell is Hootie Mac? I'm like, I guess that was just one of them 90s slang things. I'm like, what the fuck And apparently it was, because I saw this in an interview with them, that it was their slang for smoking marijuana. Oh. And because they were doing, mar they were smoking Mac. marijuana during the production of it so that you know, to feed their creative juices, and they just called it Hootie Mac. But then they didn't want to say that because at the time, smoking marijuana was taboo. Unlike right now. Yes. Yeah, and yes. definitely the 90s were a different time. It really was. You had to be more careful. You had to be. Plus the market. I mean, I feel like most of their market was young people, so. Well, also, it was just like, everybody did that dirt in the dark. Nobody. Right, that wasn't out then. No. Nah. Nobody was um partying on front street they were no. definitely behind no. closed doors with it 
So I didn't realize that something, I forgot all about something in your eyes. So Lene and I went to, because we'll keep referencing it, the Spirit Fest show this past summer where Belvin DeVoe headlined and was open with SWV and Invoke. Great, great show. We'll yes, probably keep was. referencing it. And it was during that performance, which was great, by the way. I was too fucking excited about it. They sung something in your eyes, I think. And yeah, I was like, oh, I kind of remember, like I vaguely remembered it. I think I might have heard it in the 90s, but I don't think I even knew that was Belle Bib DeVoe. Back in those days, I used to listen to the radio all the time. I used to just put like 92Q on. And I think it was one of those things where I heard the song but didn't even know who sung it. So it wasn't until that show and then I went back and did the research that I realized, oh, they actually had a second album called Hootie Mac and this was a single on it. I was not aware at all. I don't remember any videos. I don't oh, yeah, I remember that. I don't remember there being any promotion about it. So, you know, I'm thinking maybe it was a sophomore slump. Maybe something happened. Oh, for sure. I don't know, but I, I took a listen to it today, and honestly, I didn't find anything wrong with it. The, I went through a couple of the tracks really quickly, and what I heard was a lot of songs that had a similar hip-hop dance beats to Poison. Um, they didn't sound bad at all. In fact, one of the singles, Slow Song, sounded really good. Like, I might listen to it later. So, I, I, you know, I don't really know what happened. There. People just got kind of, maybe the market changed, taste changed. I don't know, but I remember I was not aware of this album at all. Wow. And it looks like um, Something in Your Eyes was even written by Babyface, so. Oh, okay. That's not, they had some hardcore, serious producers on this one. I mean, I know that... Um, they had some good producers on the first one, but yeah, they had LA and Babyface. Did they? And this was uh, definitely after the success of Poison, you would think, oh, well, we're going to get all these producers and blah, yeah, blah, blah. You would think it would be and a little bit more it's much that to do sophomore about it. slump thing. Because, like, I think about when TLC's second album came out, Creep, it was a big ass thing. Like, yeah. And it was a little, ooh, they back. I don't remember nothing about this album at all so you know i remember the up. promotion do you Cause just because i had no life so <laughs> you probably went well, out. i didn't have much no nah, you what, i think 90s? you went outside i feel like you I went outside go, i did go to malls see weekends. yeah so when i was in the malls stealing yeah. candy out of the stores maybe i missed that see i was at home in my room wa- I mean, watching I a lot of time home. mtv bet video soul or maybe Donnie I was Simpson. so into TLC, I wouldn't pay no attention. That's I was true. Could have very obsessed well obsessed with them. Yeah, but yeah, I you probably had friends and family <laughs> you had and stuff. Friends. Not I, my friends were at school on the weekend. I was home with the radio <laughs> and the TV, and we didn't have a car, and I didn't feel like catching the bus places. So oh, yeah, yeah. that's why I know everything. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> Pop culture. That is why you know That's why we call you what? Wiki Linnea. <laughs> So this, so they did do some promotions with this this album. They had that one single that was. Uh, uh, technically, they had two. What was the other one? Um, Above the Rim. Now I can't tell you what Above the Rim now, was. Now I remember there was a movie called Above the Rim. So yeah. that was the first song I listened to. I, it doesn't ring a bell at all. So I don't remember. Yeah, that I just one. remember something in your eyes, and yeah, the Above the Rim movie was later. I feel oh, like so that had nothing to do with that. Yeah, and it's funny because I feel like something in your eyes was in a movie too, but maybe not. We'll know. Yeah, I don't know either. I just know I forgot all about it to that daggone show. Well, I, yeah, I definitely, f- I remember it from the time, but it definitely needed to jog my memory. Mm-hmm. That and show. I, I was like, it. oh, yeah, that song too. Yeah, that was nice. Then, 
and I don't have the year, but apparently they had a third album called BBD. Do you have that uh, pulled up? I I can, but wow, yeah. Apparently that came out in two thousand one, which is a bad year. Oh, two thousand one. To be releasing albums. Now oh I, lord, released December of two thousand one at that. Uh, now I didn't know anything about that. That's you. Two thousand one. Two thousand one no. was just, of course, was September eleventh. That was just terrible, terrible fall. Yeah, and you know what? Some, I was in a discussion not too long ago. Someone asked, "What songs do you remember coming out around nine 11 I'm like, "I don't have any songs because all I cared about was nine eleven." Exactly. I have no recollection recollection of anything pop culture that happened between September, probably the whole nine months after nine yeah. eleven. And a lot of people's albums came out in tank. Yeah, around that time. I do remember that in whatever movies came out that week, the everything. I was like, I have no recollection of anything else on 9-11 besides 9-11, so. Yeah. So, and, and I don't remember I've even tried to listen to any. I don't know if there was any singles, but clearly it didn't chart. Clearly. Oh, no. this, it just kind of makes me, I love them. It makes me sad when I see, like. I know. Um, It was so. Like, womp, womp. No, it and just, I can't even say if it was a decent album like the... I, yeah, exactly. I didn't like hear Woody a Mac, thing about it. I was like, it. this isn't bad. I don't, I, it doesn't sound like junk to me. I thought some, it was some stuff on this sound pretty good. I if you can even buy this anywhere. Well, it's on Spotify. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because like I checked Spotify beforehand to, um, to get the titles right. And it, I believe it is on there, but um, I didn't get a chance to listen to it. All right. And apparently Heavy D was a producer. R.I.P. Heavy D. Oh, Love heavy me some D. Heavy D. I do. Let me make it know a Heavy D. Yes. But did See, I feel did like we D. could do a whole show on, like, remember uh, um, Bernie Mac was talking about his party rap? The <laughs> 90s party rap. Because that was definitely Heavy D. Uh, we got our own thing. LL Cool J. Oh, Let's not even go there. R.I.P. Heavy table that discussion for next time so then there was a fourth album called three stripes and that was it came out this year yep and the song run and the song find a way which i think they opened at the spirit fest and i was like i like this That's all I remember. But I remember, like, this isn't bad. And I felt like, okay, good. You know, because we heard from BBD. I hadn't heard from BBD since the early 90s. So clearly when they put something out, my first thing is I'm nervous. Like, oh, are they still, you know, what's it going to be? And I was like, okay, this is all right. This is all right. I haven't heard most. I haven't heard a whole lot of the rest of the album. But I do remember the Spirit Fest. They sung at least two songs. Well, Run was a big radio hit. Was Run the other one? Run was the single of the song. I think I just heard the Spirit Fest. But I remember at the show thinking, okay, this sounds good. I wasn't disappointed. Oh, yeah. It was in heavy rotation on R&B stations. Really? Yep. Okay. Now, I wouldn't be as um, familiar with stuff nowadays as I don't listen to the radio that much. I have to actually sit down. I have to stop myself from podcasts and Spotify. Like, Let me see the radio. What people releasing? So I'm behind <laughs> on that stuff. Next year, I'm like, yo, did y'all know BBD had us up? Um, next year, watch. 2018. Well, <laughs> they actually even... And did they do this in Spirit Fest? Because they had... No. They had a song with SWV. Yeah. Yeah. I think they did come out and do a song with them. They did. I don't remember the name of it, but I saw it on Yeah, it's called Finally. 
Okay, and I didn't get a chance to check that out today, but everything they sung sounded pretty good. So I didn't feel like, oh, okay, let's just get to our hit. So that always makes me feel good because, you know, you get worried about artists when they come out after a long time. It's like, is it going to be any good? But that brings us to Spirit Fest. So as we mentioned, as I mentioned before, we went to Spirit Fest in 2017. Um, I think we got tickets in the spring, and I was super excited about it because... I love Valvin Joe. I love Poison. And literally, I would pay just to hear the song Poison. Even if they did no other song, I absolutely love it that much. Prepared with SWV in Vogue. And then, um, who was the other girls there that you did not care about? Um, Jasmine yeah. Sullivan. Oh, bless her heart. <laughs> she was good, y'all. Linnea just did she not She was care. good, but she... Linnea was not for it. some different songwriters. Al was not for it. She was like, bring on the artist I came here to see. Yeah, it was a little long. Particularly, you know why? Because In Vogue set was so short and they had so many hits that they we didn't hear. Good. Yeah, they did have a and lot of And I feel like Jasmine Sullivan has like a good three songs, but we heard like eight or nine of hers. And I was just sitting there like, um, uh, no. Can we get In Vogue back out here? Because we have like two more albums we need to hear songs from. You're right. The In Vogue did have a lot more songs. But the show was excellent. What I loved about it. So, Belle DeVoe was the headliner. So, they were the very last. SWV was great. In Vogue was great. I was so excited, though, when Belle DeVoe was about to hit stage. Everybody jumped to their feet. Got so excited. And they didn't start out with Poison. Because that would have just, we would have just lost our minds. But I was just so happy to see... Everybody else being so excited to see them because I knew I was excited and I know I would I couldn't wait to be there I've been thinking about it for weeks But to see everybody else also being so pumped to see this act Which hadn't been like hadn't been super popular in like what 20 years Like it just made me feel really good to see the love that they were getting and then bonus on top of that They looked great. They yeah. looked exactly like I remember like they didn't look aged at all That's the other thing that concerns me when you see a show with someone who hasn't performed a long time, you always scared they're gonna be kinda like, you know, a little slower, a little heavier, a little too stuffing, you know? Yeah. And it was not that. It's actually, I mean. It was not that at all for me. I don't know what kind of fountain of youth they drinking from. They look good. But it is serious. Ronnie looked they, exact, yes. Ronnie has some, I don't, I can't believe he is 50 years old. Yeah, they, yeah. He is 50 years they old and good. light skinned. <laughs> So <laughs> as opposed he to a dark light skin, really, skinned. you know, and, and but see, you know, light skin will get a line <laughs> on it, unlike the dark skin. But dang, he is just as pretty they as did. ever. Tight, young, trim. Tr I know they weren't and like they not huffing and puffing. No, they still doing these dances. They were still doing the dance. They had dancers in it, you know, intermittently to really hardcore give it the dance moves. Yeah, of course I was jealous to, of them because I'm always jealous of the dancers yeah. and I'm always rethinking my life when I see the dancers up on stage from a favorite artist. Like, why did I do that? But anyway, because. That's not a long-term career <laughs> opportunity. You really have to yeah, be like you're 20, bringing logic into 22. it. And, you know. and the fact that Ronnie is 50, and I don't know how That's old the other ones are, the, but they must be all around the same age. Yeah, I think they're the same age. They looked exactly the same. They were I very know. trim, energetic. They sounded great. I didn't hear the missing notes, missing beats. Ricky was great. No, It yeah. was everything. It was everything. When I left and out of there, more. I was super pumped. I was super happy. I saw exactly what I wanted to see. Of course, Poison was the very last song. Quizzy had to save it so we could savor it. 
And I think I lost my mind, of course, when it went on. Cause me and me and that song in my car or any other part of my life, like I just I just lose my mind to it. But then it not so only that, of course, they were kicking it with do me. I yes. thought it was me. And I remember that I thought it was me dance moves from that video. And when they were hitting the windmill kicks and the thing, all that, I was like, wow. It was like 50 this is years it. old is different today. Y'all better go ahead. And you know I what know they're they getting an ice water bath at the end of this show. And you know what? They would never have to put out any new music. They could just do, they could just do the old hits and I would be happy with them. I know, but th but the fact that they did put out Run and it was actually decent and actually yeah, good, yeah. and it was in the rotation at the picnics and the and the barbecues and the cookouts <laughs> this summer, it absolutely was. It was on cookout rotation. Um, my mother would do a little uh, chair chair bop too. A chair bop. Yeah, I feel like, and I I did start to listen to more of this stuff after this show, but it was it was great. It was just so great to see them. What did I say? Has it been 20 years? Since what? Since they first came out with Poison. Like oh, girl, it's been more than that. That was 1990. Was it 1990? After all these years, it is, it is so good to see an artist that you love and see that they still got it exactly as you recall and didn't miss a beat. They did yeah. not disappoint. Yeah, it's been 27 years. Uh, 27 that just years. That so really, wow. Really I just, old. I'm over it. I'm old and that's 27 just how it is. Years. But I'm younger than them, so it can't be that bad. <laughs> nope. Nope, because they were doing it, honey. It was so yep. good. I'm so happy about it. So, okay, Belvin DeVoe's legacy in black music. I, I, for me, the biggest legacy I think they have is I feel like they ushered in the new Jack Swing sound, which was huge throughout all of the 90s. After Poison came out, I think a lot of artists after that was, had the similar sound. SWV had it. TLC had it. I think Escape had a little bit of it. And not that they invented it. Yeah, because Teddy Riley invented it. Yes, their producers did. But I feel like they were the first big artists. They really kind of exactly. put it out there. So yeah. Teddy Riley, like, he's credited with inventing new jazz swing however he was a producer and though guy was doing it guy was not as commercially successful mm -hmm. yeah. and crossover right. with crossover appeal yeah. um and rex in effect was just rump shaker <sighs> and like he would there wasn't an established act that mm -hmm. could take new jack's wing and really push it, push it to the forefront not only to the forefront of r&b mm -hmm. and hip-hop but to the forefront of popular music and popular culture because they it all came together yeah. with the fashion the dancing and the music and these members from new edition yep they who, already had a fan base who already had a fan base and it broke up with their own trio and i thought that was pretty ingenious too because they're already from a super popular popular established group and then like branch off with a whole different sound like that, I felt like that that worked. It just really worked. So it was really smart of whoever got together. But but yeah, that sound was really popular throughout the nineties, and I'm just thankful for it. I still love it, and it's a certain way the beats go, and that's a whole different podcast. But mm -hmm. that to me is their legacy, and the fact that at the time when Poison came out, I was like twelve. I was right on the cusp of like adolescence. I was between like middle school going into high school, so it was just kind of a pivotal point in my oh, history yeah. where I'm 
just starting to kind of come up a little bit and, and come of age. And getting your opinions and your this is my music and all that. Yep. Everybody, yes. they say the music of your adolescence is the music that you love for the rest of your life. And it's true. And I feel so sorry for adolescents right now. <laughs> I, I know because I teach them. God bless them. Oh, no. Because this is trash. I- <laughs> You know, I'm not even saying, and even though my mom didn't love like new edition and all that stuff, she didn't think it was garbage. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like, oh, that's the young folks music. Let me go around here and listen to my Temptations. And I was enjoying the Temptations as well. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. We can have a whole other podcast on that one. That's a whole different thing. But yeah, this right now, whoo, Lord. It's hot garbage. It's so bad. I know that every generation has their own thing. And I know I'm going to be biased because I grew up in the 80s and was a teenager in the 90s. But I feel like the 90s music was just its own special vibe. And I feel like so much of rap later is still trying to emulate the magic that came out of the 90s. I don't know. I'm totally biased. I just feel like there's yeah. a whole different feel and appeal to it. I mean, in the dance alone. I mean, can you rap? Can you dance to rap music now? I don't know what you're. I don't spo- know. I think you're supposed to be on Molly. I think there is. You oh. don't. You don't dance, and you don't. <laughs> just said be I on think Molly. you just pop pills. <laughs> I think that's what you do now. I don't know. It's not dancing. It's not. It ain't no ninety yeah, shit. It ain't no bell bell bell. That's I, all I know. You you know what you take? This is the rap to take selfies to. That's what it is. <laughs> Right. Because you certainly aren't dancing to it and you're not rapping along because what the fuck are they saying? <laughs> Who knows? So I guess Molly and selfies. That's what it is. Way to go, kids. Poor child. They, they, they missed out. They're not going to have it like we did. I, I, you know what gives me hope is mm-hmm. that after the New Edition movie that I actually had kids start singing new edition songs that happened yeah okay it's legit happening i have one little kid that that was uh, i know they need to get on the tour one little kid in particular was um really into new edition and was singing the songs for us um me and one of the hall monitors i was like you better go ahead i can't say his name but um, go ahead, little boy. That is so That's nice Ray's to see right. another generation appreciate music that we grew up on. It's, it's always it's a good feeling, so you know it. Maybe it'll go on, and it's not gonna just die with us. But that's a good feeling. And I do have to say that our parents definitely. I think they kind of had the best music. Like Motown was definitely freaking awesome. It was a good. Era. But yeah. and and then that's why they discount the nineties. Um, because the 90s are a lot heavier too, and because they were so spoiled by Motown and that whole mm-hmm. era and I stuff. Get that. But I think that even people of the gen of our parents' generation could, you know, do the little chair bop to some poison. My mother loves poison. I hope so. You My know? mother liked it too. Yeah. Actually. Exactly. Like quality cream rises to the top. I never get my mother saying to me something about um can't trust a big button to smile. And I went, What <laughs> and it crossed up. Go ahead, BBD. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, yeah, you're right. I mean it, it it had a really good appeal. It's not gonna be Motown. Yeah. It's you know hip hip hop smoothed out with the R and B tip with the pop appeal feel to it. Absolutely. And on that note, (laughs) 
I, I think we I think that we done wrapped up this episode. All right. Any other last thoughts? So that sounded like it was probably your last thoughts. Smack it up, flip it, rub it down. Oh no. I think we shout done. Outs? Shout out to BBD. BBD. Anything to promote? Um, no. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. You Maybe I'll it. get a side hustle. My regular hustle is hustling the hell no, out of me. No, I don't me. think you need a side hustle. No, I think you are good. I'm so side hustled out. Well, girl, episode one, I think it's a wrap. Thank you, Linnea, for being my first guest Yay! and bringing your knowledge and love of all things BBD. Woo-hoo! Peace. Hey, thanks for listening to Word to the Mother. Be sure to find us on Facebook and Twitter. Until the next episode, we out.